our spirit. What is it? Where does it go? Are we able to see them using our mind's eye? If so, just what can spirit teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. And now your host, Diet Renee. Welcome, this is Jet Renee here of School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. Currently, I am sharing this to everybody so everybody knows what's going on. Um, this show, guys, is a show in which I do speak. I start the show speaking of something that a topic that Spirit has given me to speak about. And from there, we go on to my guest, um, which is anybody of any spiritual modality, really, or anybody that's really had spirit just affect their life. Now, this week's guest is Michelle Barr. She's a psychic, a medium. She is um, a manifest, a professional expert manifester. She is a, a, a life coach, business coach. Good morning, darling. I know that's Tim, even though it says Facebook user. <laughs> um, she's just an all-around amazing woman with so much so much information so much so much love so much love to give and a lady i get to see this week and good morning miss jamie this week so which is super super amazing you know um and we'll talk about that in a few minutes now i do want to kind of go over for summary you know what i will tell you what the, the topic they gave me today is fear fear and i'm like oh not not you <gasps> well good morning tim i don't know who the the Facebook user is that says good morning darling then I apologize um it's usually Tim and I don't understand why it's not Tim today good morning Kevin so I think I need in order to talk about fear I need to kind of go back to the reason why I developed this show the the topic of the show the reason for the show and kind of go forward kind of go forward from there as I'm talking about this now, the reason I developed I, I developed this show or wanted this show, wanted this topic. Good morning. Oh, good morning. It's Rob. Oh my God, Rob. Hi. Good morning. Um, the reason why, and even talking about this, I just get all and the inside. My whole inside is just it's curling up. It's curling up bad. Um, the reason why I wanted this show, the reason I wanted this this platform or this discussion and i know a lot of people don't understand why i picked this as a, a discussion was because one of the number one questions i get from everybody is how do you do you do when did when did you start how do you do this i don't get it and usually when it comes from somebody like that what it is is um straight up they're like me people are like me you know, so many people on this earth, and I'm going to tell you everybody on this earth, not everybody is so aware of it, but so many people have these tickle tummies. So many people have these just knowing things, or they sent something around them, but they can't see it. And it's terrifying. It's scary. You know, and what are you looking at? You are looking at so many different levels of fear that you're looking at. You're looking at the first one is, um, gosh, what is that? Oh my God, I can't see it. I can't touch it. I can't. Good morning, Jessica. I can't, I can't, I can't. 
so it's the fear of the unknown. Okay. So that's number one fear. Number two fear is if you do know what's going on, oh my God, what are people going to think of me? Oh my God, that whole fear of people looking at you or embracing you in a different way. That becomes our fear of loss of people. And it's just this fear of, am I even normal? Am I just abnormal? And then you kind of look back over your life and you go, wow, I've been this person my whole life. And maybe that's why um, you were, you know, the class popular person or you felt like maybe you didn't belong or didn't have all the friends like, you know, the other girl on the playground or boy on the playground. Or you felt like you had to be fake to fit in because maybe, maybe because you felt things, you felt a little bit more different than the rest. And I know that's my story. I know that's my story because I never fit in. I, you know, I, I can remember getting to high school and past high school and everybody going, oh, my God, you were so popular. And I'm like, I was. I didn't know. You know, and I think it's just because everybody knew me. But really, I was introverted. I stayed to myself. Even when I was a cheerleader, I still stayed to myself. The cheerleading came and show choir came because I wanted to fit into somewhere. I wanted to be like somebody else. But still in that blood, I could not be somebody else because I wasn't normal inside to myself, you know, um, which is really kind of scary. It's really kind of scary. So that was the reason for the development of the show is because I wanted to have an even platform where I could have people come on and answer all those questions for you that you might be afraid to ask or for you to see some part of you in somebody else. And to feel like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not alone. I'm not by myself. I can do this. Okay. So that's the reason why I started this show. And me, myself and Todd were talking last year or last year, last week, um, that the show's third year anniversary is coming up. Matter of fact, it's coming up on my birthday this year, guys, January 20th. For anybody that wants to send apples, just kidding. <laughs> no apples. <laughs> the grandbabies would love them, but. Um, we were talking about that and Todd said, yeah, but you know, you didn't start till May. And I went, well, hold on. I did. I started with you in January and we went back and we talked to him. And he's like, oh yeah. He goes, I forgot about that. I wanted this. I didn't want this. I was terrified of this. Oh my God. What was I going to do? <sighs> so much fear that I literally took something should have been a couple of practice sessions. And I took it into January, February, March, April, I think May, I might have actually went live in June, maybe. And Todd and I practiced every week or every couple of weeks. I was terrified, terrified to come on, terrified to show my face, terrified to do this. Terrified where spirit might take me next. Because I really didn't know. Didn't know if I was making a mistake. Knew this would really be coming out of the closet tenfold. And that brought in that extra fear factor. Now I'll tell you what, fear never stops, guys. Fear never stops. No matter who you are, no matter how much you do this, do we get used to it? Yeah. Fear never stops. So um oh I love that Jamie. Oh Tim, I'm glad you this resonates with you, dear. Fear never stops no matter what level you get to. We start to become 
used to it, per se. You know, because I have a lot of people talk to me because like I, I, I'm do, I do galleries and public demonstrations and readings from home and readings and events. And I, I do this. This is my life, guys. This is my life. And um, more people go, come to me and a lot of students come to me and they go, oh, my God, I want to be just like you. I want to do this like you do, like with so much ease and grace and no fear. And I go, whoa, 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 hold on. There's fear. There is definitely fear. Guys, I don't know if y'all know this. I have a fear of public speaking. <laughs> yeah, I come on this show twice a week. I it, it becomes a podcast. Yes, a lot of people see this. But it doesn't mean I don't have a fear every single Monday morning because I do. What if I get in here and I'm just babbling? What if I get in here and I'm not connected? What if I get in here and people, somebody on there goes, cries bullshit? What if, what if, what if? And I got to take that fear and put it aside and go, you know what? It's okay because not everybody's going to resonate with the topic of the day. And I'm not just babbling because it's coming from someplace. Because trust me, guys, right now, I'm I'm going to tell you I'm dead from the neck up. It's just straight spirit coming in, kind of tell me what to say. This is kind of like automatic writing. And I'm doing a half an hour reading on some level of a topic spirit gave me to talk about because they told me to trust. And that's what I do. I get up here and they tell me fear and they're going to talk about this. And I go, okay. And I always grab a set of cards just in case I blank out. Why do you think this card's here? It's my backup fear. It's my backup fear. And I think it's pretty cool because even if I get fearful and I pull this card, it almost always resonates with the message they gave me. Now, even when it comes to galleries, guys, galleries, public demonstrations of mediumship, and that's where the medium shows up in front of anywhere from 10 to 5,000 people and talks to spirits, talks to people's loved ones at random. And whether there is 10 people in that audience or 5,000 people in that audience, you have this fear that nobody's going to take the loved one. Like, I'm going to get up there. And the first fear is, oh, my God, is spirit going to show up? Well, yeah, they've already been there. But my fear doesn't isn't, isn't being rational at that moment. That fear is going, oh, my God, is spirit going to be there? Am I going to be able to connect to me? Am I going to screw up? Am I, am I going to be able to do this? And then... The first one, I'll tell you what, that first spirit I bring through each time, I'm scared. I've got a fear factor. Why? Because I still have part of my ego with me. I haven't totally surrendered over to the spirit yet. And my fear is still there as I'm talking to the spirit and describing the spirit in 101 details with the hope and prayer that somebody in the audience knows who I've got. Because I'm not the medium of names. I don't got, hey, I got Joe Smith here and he's your father. Come on down. That's not how I get my information. Although that'd be really cool. So I have another fear factor in there. Now, after I've started, after I've gotten in there and I'm like, da -da 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 -da, and I finally feel that switch of complete connection, complete giving over to spirit. And I go, can anybody take this? And hands go up. I'm like, I got this. I can let go of my fear now. I can let go because I'm connecting. My, my abilities are still there. Spirit has showed up. And he, the spirit is connecting with somebody in the loved one, the loved one in the audience. And then it's just a process from there. And it's a beautiful process. And the more I give in, 
to the to, to his spirit and let go of fear, the more beautiful the demonstration is. Now it's funny because not that long ago, seriously, I think it was May. I think it was May. I get asked to do demonstration for my church. I was terrified. Oh my God, you guys, you don't even know. It's my church that I never go, I never get to go to because it's over in New York. And there is a ton of fellow students there that I've just spent days in trance with there. And I am doing messages for Lisa Williams of all the people. This is her day to speak at church and do the messages. And she says, yeah, you want to do the messages? And I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> and I'm acting like, not a problem in the world. Let's do this. In the inside, I'm going, oh, what the hell did I do? What did I do? Why did I say yes? And I literally sat in that, my chair. And as they were speaking, I was having a conversation with Spirit. And I literally went to Spirit. I said, you know what? I have a beautiful prayer, which is about opening me up and all the loved ones around me up and bringing everybody in. And everybody receive everything that they need in and understand way. And it's a lot more detailed than that. But after I said my prayer, I was still afraid. And I sat back really quick and I went, let's assess, let's assess this fear. What, what is this fear? My fear is public demonstration. Yeah, okay, this, this is good. This is what I'm going to do. So I'm afraid of it. And I went through that. And then I had to go, is this what I want to do in my life? And I went, damn straight, this is what I want. My goal, my wish, my prayer in life is to help as many people as I possibly can with closure and guidance and to touch people in a way just by showing up and letting the energy and or spirit do what they need to do and use me to do it. And sometimes that's going to be me in a bunch of in front of just hundreds or possibly thousands of people. And if I can't show up to my church and do it in, in front of like minded people, then how can I do it for a bunch of people that are just as afraid as I am? And when I understood that factor, I walked up on that stage and said, let's go. I got this. And it was beautiful because I gave in and I gave up and I surrendered prior to hitting the stage. And it was awesome. Now this coming week, I'm facing a lot of fears again, guys. Tons of fears. Tons of fears. I'm going to Tampa in a couple of days, going to Tampa, and I'm doing something I have never done before, going to work for Lisa. Y'all know that part. But Lisa's having a, 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 an event down in Tampa called Unleash a Psychic Within. Now, I'm not a participant, not a participant, okay? But what I am, and, and I will gain is just as much as everybody else does down there, even not being that participant. But I'm the person that gets, I'm going to take notes. I'm going to be the runner for Lisa. I'm going to get whatever she needs, do whatever she needs on that aspect. A position I've never held with her before. Always been ready to jump in that position, but never held it for her before. Myself and another lady will be doing that. But also, but also, I'm showing up as a master teacher for her in this. And I'm teaching a subject while I'm there. A subject I know very well, but it's still that fear of, oh my gosh, I don't want to screw this up. 
all these fears are going to go. Am I going to be dressed the right way? Am I going to be doing this the right way? Is this going to happen? Is that? All of these things that really on any given day might paralyze me, to stop me from doing what I want to do. Hey, Belle, I didn't even see your name up there, darling. Sorry. Hey, Kaden. And all those things would normally paralyze me. And I think they'd paralyze a lot of people. But for me to get the what I want out of this experience, which, guys, is transformation. It's really just transformation. I have to let go of the fear, or better yet, embrace that fear and take it with me through this. And the more I surrender to it, let go of it, push myself into my uncomfort zone, because that's what fear is about, is going into an uncomfort zone. Oh my God, I am going to be uncomfortable every day this week. Even as comfortable as I'm going to be, I'm still going to be uncomfortable because every day is going to be a new experience that I haven't done yet. Every day. Every day I'm going to have a role I haven't done before. And every day I'm going to learn something more. And all of it's going to be very fear factor. And I, I will tell you, I, have, I am fearful. I feel like I'm going back to my master teacher one-on-one -on -one for 30 days in Lilydale all over again. Because I know the transformation is going to be that great. I know this transformation is what I need. Now, other people are going for, oh, my God, this experience of learning and growing exactly what's here, what's in front of them. And yes, I will get that, but I've got all this behind it too. And that's the fear. That's the fear, the hidden, the unknown. And walking into that. But I also know ready. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to push into it. I'm ready to go forward. I'm ready for the next step on this journey of mine. And I know this next step is just not within teaching. It's within demonstration. It's within being a public figure. It's within all of these amazing dynamics called life of my life that I have been striving to build, striving to go forward toward, towards. And it's amazing. It's amazing. And you never know what's going to happen. You just never know. But you have to get into it. You, you know, and it's hard guys hard fear is hard fear doesn't have to necessarily be within the psychic mediumship spiritual world fear could be with finances finances gosh isn't that a hard one i mean how many of you can put your hand up and say oh my god i'm afraid if i'm gonna be able to make all my bills this month or put your hand up of, you know what, maybe a fear of being alone. Maybe you're, maybe you're walking out of a relationship or maybe somebody else is walking into a new relationship. And those are all fearful too. This is Christmas season. This is the holidays. And it's joyous and amazing and brilliant. And I, I am a Christmas girl through and through. It can also be very fearful. It can be very scary for a lot of people out there. A lot of people. I can remember Christmas is not that long ago that I wasn't near with my family. Remember one in particular, I was terrified because I was in a really bad place and I really was in a bad place in my life and I was terrified of my life and I was terrified of me and I was so lost and so broken and trying to heal something I didn't even know what it was. 
and my daughter was in New Mexico and my son was in Southern Wisconsin and my mom, I don't know where she was. And my friend was off with her family and I was literally by myself up in Haywood. And I was asked if I wanted to go help take care of a cabin and a dog out in the middle of the woods that I'd never been to before. And I said, sure, why not? They gave me the, you know, they gave me the address, didn't need keys because Hayward. And I drove to it. It was out in the middle of the woods, which is another scary thing. Oh, my God, you're driving into the woods, into the woods, into a cabin. It's really, you're going to either look at this as a Rockwell picture scene or the next serial killer picture scene, whichever fear factor you want to go into. And I remember walking in, and I had to start a fire for the first time in my life in a stove inside of a house. And the fear factor of burning down somebody else's cabin. Oh, my God. But I sat there heating up this place. Go, wow, I haven't even ate today. I hadn't even ate that day, and it was Christmas. And I remember my friend finally showing up from, from her place. And she had a couple of cold pierogies because that's all they had left. And I'm like, it's okay, don't worry about it. And she goes, I'm sure we can find you something here. And we found literally one can of cold alphabet soup <laughs> of which we opened up and I ate cold pierogies and a can of cold alphabet soup and that was my Christmas and that day I felt bad for myself because I had nothing but fear and compilation of everything that could possibly be negative and fearful in my life but when I look back at it now it was probably one of my best Christmases ever. Because it was a Christmas that I overcame so many fears, being by myself, being without my family. Gosh, not burning down a house. So many, if I listed them, oh my God. And it was also at the beginning of this crazy journey I'm still on today. Because it made me go in deep. It is also the place that I ended up going to very often for a couple of years to, it was a sanctuary because um, the gentleman was off on work all the time, all over the place. And he was always like, can you come watch the dog? And I'm like, yes. And that would be my place to go out in the middle of nowhere. And I would delve into my spiritual studies. And it was crazy how my journey, my biggest fears I approached and faced in that cabin which started my biggest journey of life that I'm still on. I'm still continuing. So yeah, even Christmas, guys, can be really scary for people. Think about everybody else that's out there with these fear factors that may not be as obvious to the rest of us, but it's very obvious to them. Because a lot of times, that's where things that stop us come into. It's fear. You know, it's it's not knowing where to go because of unknown. It's not knowing what to 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 which direction. It's or or just sitting there almost paralyzed. But it's fear. And fear can be something that's very, very scary. Fear can be something that, you know what, you have to, and I'm gonna tell you, you have to almost learn how to embrace it. You need to grab it and say, I'm gonna hold it here. Because if I hold it here, I can look at it and I can recognize it. And I can open it up like a, like a lotus or, 
or beautiful rose and you open it up and look at all the intricacies of it, of why I've got this fear. And then you can push past the fear and realize, maybe even realize there has been another portion in your life that you have had this happen before. And that might be the biggest thing of fear is because sometimes you've already dealt with this once. Gosh, you don't want to deal with it again. And how is it going to turn out this time? But I have a saying that I say to my children, other people I know kind of closely, and now all of you. So I look at my life and say, gosh, I'm 51. And I look back at my life and I go, holy crap, I've had one hell of a life. And I ain't dead yet. I've lived through it all. Nothing that I've been afraid of, nothing as low as I've ever been in my life has killed me, has taken me out. I've gotten through all of it. And I still hear I'm looking another 30 or 40 years to go. Sometimes I can be fearful too, but I also know I will get there because we all do. So guys, today I hope you look at some of those fear factors, some of those things that really put you in that uncomfortable zone and push past those. Realize what it is. Get the lessons that you need from them and move on. Because trust me, if you're afraid you're not going to have another fear factor, there'll be more. It's okay to let go of the ones you got now. Okay, everybody. Well, I hope you enjoyed the discussion this morning. Um, I'm going to be back in a few minutes with my host. This is Jet Renee here at School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. See you in a few. Want to keep up with the latest at the station? How about catch up on your favorite shows on the go? Download the free WLTK-DB mobile app on the App Store and Google Play. Watch, listen, and shop right from the palm of your hand. The WLTK-DB mobile app. The truth is here and now. Get yours today. everybody. Welcome back. This is Jet Renee here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. Um, I just want to note, Tim, I just read your comment. And it says a storm is the only way to prove that you're in a good boat. Basically, your fear shows us who we are. I love that. I really do love that. Um, sometimes I'm going to remember that I'm in a good boat when it gets when things get real. I'm going to be just testing the boat. I love that. Um, my guest today is Miss Michelle Barr. She is a manifesting expert. She is a spiritual life coach, a speaker, an author, a medium. Hello, Miss Michelle. 
Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad to be here today. Oh, I'm so happy you showed up. I am so happy you showed up <laughs> and said hi. So, Miss Michelle, can you tell everybody a little bit about you? Yes, I am a spiritual transformational coach, speaker, teacher, author, and healer. And my journey is my own spiritual awakening and my own spiritual journey and coming into my gifts and then figuring out what to do with that. And you were just talking about fear, bumping up against all my fears and who am I to do this and, and what do I do with all this? And then realizing it's a journey and it's a spiritual journey. And so I've had my business 15 years moved out of being a therapist and moved into being a healer and then a coach and doing the work that I do now, which is more intuitive and healing work and just helping other people come into their gifts and find their way in this journey. That's incredible. You know, it's incredible. How did you get started in this? I mean, how do you go from there? I mean, to me, it's like common sense therapist to what you're doing, but how did you go from being a therapist, which really is, you know, if, if people understand therapy really is kind of a, it, it, we don't say it's a black and white science, but it really is a black and white science when it comes to, you know, let's, let's give you the good book. You know what I mean? That every diagnosis is in and every care plan is in and, and you really have to go by this strict, strict, strict form to, to what you're doing. It is on one hand, like you said, it translates, the skills translate. And I've ended up with a lot of clients that are therapists that are really mediums and mm -hmm. healers, also nurses and teachers because they have those skills. So what I did, which is very common, once I realized I'm a healer, I just want to help people. I just went through the traditional routes. Well, then I need to go to graduate school and become a counselor and then get my license and be a therapist. But in my own journey, I started being aware of alternative therapies, especially working with energy mm -hmm. and energy medicine. And I was using them on myself and other people. And when you're a therapist under a license, you're really in a box of what you can do and can't do. And I also couldn't talk about the spiritual part of it with other people. And so there was a point when I really just looked at moving out of what I was doing. I felt like I can't do the work. I really know works under this. And it was spirit calling and just bumping up against that. And I opened my own healing center in my community and then took it online to a global audience. That's, that's, that's insane. You know, I, it really is because I don't think people realize because of that key part you said, being a therapist, there is some strict rules you have to follow. You know, there are strict rules you have to follow. And I know for myself, being a nurse and, and being a, and a psychic and medium, I had to follow those. You know, I, I can remember the day I knew, I already knew I wasn't supposed to be the nurse. You know, I mean, yeah. I knew the day I went, my first day of clinicals, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, this is idiotic. This is not, but I still went through it, you know. But it literally was a day I had a patient screaming in pain. And my first thought was, go give them energy. And that's what I did. 
instantly their pain was gone. I mean, literally laid hands on him, pain was gone. And they looked at me. And then the second was, oh my God, go get their pill. And I did, I ran and got their, their Vicodin. And after I did it all, I just went, oh, I can't do this anymore. You know what I mean? Because a nurse cannot be an energy worker because you're supposed to have all of this going on. But when you start to realize that your abilities are giving you so much more information than the textbook is. Same you know? with a the therapist. You're very right. We know all these things that would really help. And I worked for a while in a psychiatric hospital and you really have to follow ABC and keep notes and all of that. And I believe that every crisis is a spiritual crisis, even for people who say they don't believe in a God. And I wasn't able to minister to any of that. And so then from therapy, I went into seminary and I became a hospital chaplain to try to come at it from the other side. But even there, it was like I was getting pieces of it, but I wanted to be able to do all of it. And then I found, you know, healing, energy healing, and then built the business I have now. But I just knew I was here to help people and I came at it from all different directions. Yeah. How did that happen for you as, as a clergy? You know what I mean? That had, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm looking at you going, oh my God, what'd you do to yourself? Not to say clergy is as bad by any means because they're amazing people. But that's, that took you from one box, I think maybe into a tighter box. I yeah, it really box. did. And I'm in Texas in the Bible Belt. So it was very interesting. I was really, I was called into seminary because when I was working in the psychiatric hospital as a therapist, I saw what the hospital chaplains were doing. They would come in and visit our patients. And then it was like, oh, wait, that's the piece. But again, you're right. It's another box. And this work that you and I do, it has to break all the boxes because working with energy. And in fact, when I worked at the psychiatric hospital, I didn't yet understand energy. And I got really sick because I was walking in there wide open every day. Oh and exchanging energy and not understanding. And I'd be doing my intake and I would hear them say things they didn't say. And I would think, did they just tell me that or did what's happening here? And so then when I went into seminary and then became a hospital chaplain, that was rewarding for a while also, but it just was really restricting me. And I knew that wasn't what I was meant to be doing. And as part of that, I ended up serving in a local church and finally spirit said, they can't hear you. They don't want what you have. Leave the church and go out in the community and start a healing center. And that was when I was like, what in the world do I do with that? But I did it. And then it started everything. Oh my, and that's incredible. So how did you bridge that? And I'm, I'm going to ask this because even though I, I know you've got the the spiritual bridge, which had to have been like an easier one, because now you're in this, but you still have that tangible license of yours. Now two licenses, you know what? That's two yeah. licenses. I mean, that's not one. That's two. You can still be have those stripped from you, based on what now you're teaching and preaching. 
Well, I got rid of my therapist license. You know, everything works as it's supposed to. We were moving from Colorado to Texas. And when I started looking at what I needed to do to move the license over, it just became clear how spirit lays things out for you. So I got rid of my license and then I kept my seminary ordination. And I used that even in my, it was very interesting when I started my healing center People said, you can do weddings, right? And I said, I hadn't really thought about it, but yeah, I'll do weddings. And I ended up with this booming wedding business that funded my center until I got all the other pieces up and going. And I became Texas wedding minister and I traveled all over doing weddings. Uh, So it was really fun. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I think I'm thinking these days, you know, because, you know, you started what, 15 years ago. You know, there's a far cry from 15 years ago to today within, you know, that religious community, because hasn't it been just this last year, the Pope has finally declared, hey, psychic and mediums are real. Like, I can't, he can't deny us anymore. You know, he's like, hey, they they just bring through too much, which I think is, I think it's, and I think that was said very quietly. You know what I mean? It wasn't like this big, huge announcement on a Sunday mass, you know, that type of situation, but it's still been out there. For, for us to be accepted. But I'm sure when you start 15 years ago within the religious community, that had been really hard for you to go, oh my gosh, I'm going into this. You I know? bumped up against a lot of fear because I kept being very spirit led, which I was by that point. I'd had my own spiritual awakening and all of this opening up. And I felt like I was supposed to get a house for my center. And of course, then the house fell in my lap and I had a sign made and I was so afraid to put it on the front yard. I was picturing literally them burning my front yard or things like that. And none of that happened. And then I also, cause you were talking about fear and it's so interesting. I also was afraid nobody would want what I had. And once I put the sign out there, women were coming from all over in this little town in Texas that were just so hungry for this. And we were teaching and training. I just really learned as I went and I had a full practice of people wanting energy work. And then we started teaching classes and it just grew and grew. And it was amazing to see, but you have to go first and then spirit can use everything that you bring. Yeah. And that's kind of, that is fearful. And people don't realize that, that, I mean, I bridge that all the time. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God. At first it's like, can I teach that? Of course I can teach that. Um, can I write a program? Of course I can. Is anybody going to want it? Uh, I'm not sure about that, but let's do it anyway. You know, yeah. and people don't realize this is a process that goes through our head. You know, it's even when spirit's given it and you're going ding, 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 you know, bells and whistles everywhere. We're still human. Because it's our own growth and evolution. And that's the other thing to recognize. Here we are, and you and I are professional, and we're psychics and mediums and healers and teachers and all of that. But at the same time, on that meta level, it's our own spiritual journey. So we're growing and evolving. Everything we do, we have to step out. We have to face things that we've never done. And we have to say, what are you telling me to do right now? How am I supposed to do that? okay, we'll do it. And then you and I have learned, fine, we'll just do it and we'll see what happens. But it takes getting used to because some people just get paralyzed in that and they want everything to already be there. 
but it won't be there until you step out as who you are doing it. And that's where people really get stuck. Yeah. And they do. I know I do. I know I do. You know what I mean? Um, and I know everybody else does too. As much as I preach this and how much I teach this, I am still the person that goes, Oh God, don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just, and I'm sure you've been there and maybe still are there sometimes, you know, where you just, you kind of go into yourself no matter how many times we do this, you know, it was like before you came in, I, I don't think you came in when I was talking about when I was speaking in church back in May and my fear, my, my paralyzing fear to do that, you know, but embracing that and pushing through it. And pe people don't realize that's, that's the only difference between us and maybe our next door neighbor. You know, is that we, I don't know if we embrace it or if we're just too idiotic to notice it. <laughs> we're really committed to following spirit. Here's the problem because I teach manifesting and I live it as an experiment and I tell other people to do it. So I believe that if an opportunity shows up, it's a match for you and it will stretch and grow you most of the time, but it's a match for you. So you talk about you being in the church, giving messages. And then I recently had to do that in the same church. And I came to you because yeah. I had seen you do it and I had fear and all of a sudden, and I mean, I'm a public speaker, so mm -hmm. I've spoken in front of thousands and all of a sudden the fear was just gripping me and I needed to get through it. And so it happens and it's like, oh, don't make me do that. And I kept even telling spirit, if I'm not going to be able to do this well, just make something happen where I can't show up or it doesn't happen. Then I was like, wait, I don't want that. When you so, live three houses from the church, you have no choice. <laughs> yeah, and I'm right there. And so I trusted and it worked out, but I had that fear. Oh, don't make me do this, anything but this. Right. Well, you know, what's really funny, and I, I laugh about especially now because I'm thinking about it, because we had had that discussion. Okay. And what did I tell you? I, I, you know, I have, I told you my logical fear about getting up and doing Dems, but oh my God, to get up and do a, you know, to speak. Oh my God. And what happened? You know, more than get up there. And the church asks me to come. I'm like, okay, next step. Next step. Your fear was to give the speaking, and yeah. my fear was the messages. And I did both that day. So now they've asked you to do the speaking. See, you had to face your fear. You're telling me you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And that's just it. And you know, and that, and that's the the beauty of it is because I do believe what, like what you just stated, and I want to talk about that in a moment. Is opportunities do present themselves you know, in that aspect. So now it's like for myself, I've got, and they're coming out of the woodwork, more and more galleries, whether they be online or in person or different countries now, you know, over the next year. And it's like, wow, watch this grow because it actually just, it's falling in my lap. But it's, I think- and Spirit knows all that. And so you get prepared. Here's your one little opportunity because you need to get past the fear and see you can do it because there are bigger ones coming. So I just got contacted a few days to go to do a big dim in Lilydale this summer. So the church one was just the one. Now it's going to be for the public this summer. So That is so awesome. And you're a member of the church, so you can do that. I'm, I'm, I'm a member of the church, but I'm not a member of the association. So, but still, it's so cool. I love that. So I want to talk more about 
um, you know, getting into the manifestation because you're a manifestation expert. And I know you talked about opportunities like being presented to you, which is which we've been talking about. But also, what do you do with those ones that pop into your head out of nowhere? You know what I mean? Or pop out and don't go away. <laughs> is that the same type of an opportunity as something being presented to yourself? Yes, because one comes as an outside invitation, but I'm also very spirit led where it's it's learning over time. I had to learn what was my mind and what spirit and the more this is kind of how I got into all the energy medicine too. the more mental and emotional clutter we have, the more we can't hear spirit. So information comes to you either from your old programming and conditioning or inspiration from spirit. And so now I've learned what is inspiration and it won't go away. And spirit will be saying like, do a radio show, do a podcast, go on a live tour, get on a stage, whatever it is. I love what Tim said. It's always easy to face someone else's fear. <laughs> so we're always like, what? That's not even a bad fear. And then when it's our own. It's like, this is terrifying. And it comes back at us. And that I think that's one thing we don't realize. I don't know about yourself, but I think we, well, I think so because we just had that small discussion on that, but I have that with students all the time, you know, like, oh my God, they're fear of this and that. And I, I talk them through it. I get them through it. And next week I'm going to be doing it myself going, oh man, <laughs> you know, yeah, it might be a different scale, but it's still the same fear. And what Lisa said too, because it's that when, when an opportunity comes in, you have to believe by universal principles and universal law, it's a match to you or it couldn't show up, but it will stretch and grow you because if you were already a match to it, you would already have it. So you grow into the person. Like once I got up on that stage in the church and I gave those messages, I will never face that fear again like that. Like I was different on the other side of it. And I was so glad I did it. So I was a match to the opportunity, but then I also had to become the person right before I was so scared. I was breathing because it was overtaking me. And then it was like, you just got to do it. Yeah, You just got to do it. You know, and, and that's, that becomes a huge fear factor, I think, for a lot of people. So how did you become this manifestation expert? Because, you know, we've already got, you know, different books out there on it that don't work. I'm going to put it out there. They don't work. <laughs> God, it's an industry, you know, and I'm going to name the biggest one, the secret that's still a secret. Does that make sense? A secret. Well, that had a lot to do with this at the time. I was still in the therapist world and I was doing some hospital chaplain work and, but I was starting to be kind of called by spirit and I wasn't sure what I became very aware of the law of attraction. And it was like, not something new, but a reminder of something I knew. And I just started turning my life into an experiment for it. And then the secret came out. And the secret, as we know, it one of the things the secret did that I saw was it brought these ancient principles out into the mainstream. But when you present something to the mainstream, you have to present it in a way like spoon feed and baby feed. And so what I saw as a therapist, people were getting into crisis, either it's all a scam, everyone's lying to me and it's not real, or it works for everyone else except me. 
And I have been able to have several mentors from The Secret. Dr. Joe Vitale, I've worked with a lot. He wrote the foreword to one of my books. And I studied Ho'oponopono with him for years. So he has really taught me a lot by example. And some of the other people in The Secret I've gotten to meet and study with. And so it grew and grew because then I opened my center and I started getting asked to speak about law of attraction. So I just turned my whole life into an experiment. And so I go first, I try things, I fine tune it. There are a lot of nuances and fine tuning mm -hmm. to understand how to really make it work for you. Even as recently as last year, I had a coach who was a big manifesting expert. And so I dove in deeper and see what I could do even more. And so I just love doing it and sharing it and writing about it and teaching people. And it just naturally happened to me. It felt like this is real. I got to remember this and I got to figure it out. But I know a lot of people uh, get disheartened by it or disappointed. Well, for myself, I always go back to an oldie but a goodie. And I heard about this man before I heard about any Bob Proctor, Neil Dimewash, any of them. It's Michael Dooley. I don't know if you know who he is, but I he's love my man. Michael Dooley. He's my no, man. I have got a goal. I get him on this show sometime. I this I am manifested it. I've put it out the I've sent him messages on Facebook. <laughs> Michael Dooley will be on this show sometime. I'm hoping okay. for 2023, and I'm putting it out there. Because to myself, he is the original manifester. He is the original manifester. And I don't even know if he made it into the secret. You know what I mean? But he was he was talking about mind, you know, thoughts become reality. And he was it was, I always say, you know, make it simple, stupid. You know, I see Sam goes, you know what I mean? He made manifesting simple. He really did. And if you followed his direction, that simple, that simple process, it works. But people don't realize the process is a 10 second process and let it go. Yeah, I love Mike Dooley. I've gotten his notes from the universe for years and I would read it every day. And he's a great teacher on manifesting and he's lived it. He and his brother both and they've lived it. And he's been around now a long time. So we'll we'll yeah. manifest him showing up yeah. on your show. I'm manifesting, Mike. And then after Mike, I'm getting them all. <laughs> yeah. You know, all of them. And I'll tell you what, it's it's showing up slowly because I don't know if you know who Michelle Blood is. She was on this last month. So one by one. <laughs> one by one, you'll get them on there. Yeah, they all started showing up in my life because I got so focused on the secret. And then I started having them show up. And it, it's really interesting. I said, I manifested you all into my life. Yeah. with my desire, because that's the biggest thing. And where a lot of people are so disconnected from their desire, that's one of the things I would say about manifesting. You've got to get clear on what you really desire, not what you could have, should have someday, if other people are okay with it. And that's when it happens the fastest and easiest. But people are disconnected from their desires or it's selfish or it's wrong. And I really had to get clear on what I desired. And then because another one I love along with Mike Dooley is Esther Hicks and the Abraham teachings. And yeah. you send your rockets of desire out in the universe. The universe brings them to you. Yep. 
And I, I like that because it is, and, and I think that's, that was going to be one of my questions is how do you, because I know thoughts become a reality and it's how do you manifest? And it is, it is getting clear, breaking it down, you know, and for the longest time, everybody said manifest a house. And I would draw, draw two different types of houses and two different interior. I could never get in my head what I wanted. How I'm 51, never bought a house. Why? Because I can never figure out exactly what I wanted, you know? So literally two months, a month ago, maybe I went online and I picked all the pictures of everything I want, all the details. And I made a collage on Canva and I put it on as a screensaver on my big screen. When this is the house that I want, you know, this is the life that I want. This is what I want. You know what I mean? And if everything else is there, the rest is fluff. I don't have to put in there. I want to be a gallery person or I want to do personal readings. Or I want to do this. I want to be a member of that panel that helps everybody because I'm an expert at something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The rest is going to be there. You're really hitting on it because it is about you got to get clear on what you desire. And Mike Dooley said thoughts become things and it is thoughts become things. But here's another. The nuance of that is emotions are energy in motion. So the universe does not listen to your words. It responds to your emotions. So things I've had to do, I mean, this takes your own personal work. And that was another thing people were like, well, I'm just sitting here on my couch manifesting and it's not working. It actually takes work because you have to clear the mental and emotional clutter. You have got to get impeccable with your energy management and your emotional mastery. Because I can say all day, I want a new house. But then if my emotions are saying I don't deserve it, I'm scared of the money, I can't have it not now that's what will get in the mix and so mm -hmm. you really hit on that you want to think of the essence of everything and then let the universe bring to you what you want and you keep out of the house that's the other thing we say i want all this and here's how it can happen like i give the example people say i want more money but then they get into the house and they say, okay, my husband would have to get a second job. I have to go ask my boss for a raise. You don't want to get into the house. You want to desire what you want, send the desire out there. Then when opportunities show up to ask for a raise or spiritual nudgings, oh, look over here. But we get caught in the house and then we interfere with what the universe actually has in store for us, which is much bigger than what our brain can figure out. Oh, God, yeah. And it's so funny because as you're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, everybody on here, and I think you know about it, everybody on here does because I'm not secret. It's going to be secret about it. I decided to blab my mouth because eventually I'll write a book and it'll be in there anyway. I had gastric bypass a little over a year ago, you know. And I can remember that my BMI was like 39.7. It had to be 4.0 strict or something more, or I couldn't have the surgery. I had to have underlining conditions. I had hypertension, but it wasn't uncontrolled. You know, so that didn't qualify. You had to have maybe sleep apnea. Well, I had mild sleep apnea, but it had to be moderate to severe. You had to be diabetic. I was borderline and nothing, nothing was going to qualify me for that surgery. And I'm like, Spirit kept going, you're going to have it, you're going to have it. And the doctor and the nurse, no, no, no. And I'll never forget the day. They are my last consultation. They went, I apologize, you're just not going to meet any of the curriculum. And I said, I apologize, but I want you to send this in. 
And they went, this really isn't, this is going to be a waste of time. And I said, but it's, it's what a button for you. Yeah. Hit the button. Trust me. And I can remember looking at my doctor going, somebody in that office is going to say she's two donuts away from a heart attack. And they're going to say yes. And normally anything with insurance coming back is going to take weeks. You're looking at three to four weeks for an okay. And a major surgery like this, right? I mean, this is COVID times. Like Nobody was going to the hospital with me. They sent it in on a Monday morning. Friday before four o'clock, I got a call from their school. We need to schedule your surgery. They said, yes. And she's like, how did you know? And I said, because spirit told me I was going to have it. I was going to qualify somewhere. See, and it's believing that. Yeah. Spirit told you, and then you had a knowing. You have to hold your knowing till the midnight hour. Like you kept holding your knowing. They said it's not going to work, but I know it is. I'm just waiting for that phone call. And that's where people start wobbling and they go in and out. Oh, it's not going to work. Oh, I'm going to get a call. And you have to hold it until it comes in no matter what. And that's what you were able to do. And thank God spirit did it in four days versus four weeks. Cause I might've wobbled at yeah. that four weeks, <laughs> you know, but I think that was not just for myself. It was for the, the staff too, to go, Holy crap. They not only, they proved her in record time, you know? I mean, so it was like, and it's like, what else is after that? You know what I mean? Because then after that, of course there's natural fears after that, but those are natural fears outside of everything. You know what I mean? So I love the fact that you were able to, you know, you, you've been able to, to manifest your life around this, you know, that's, that's insanely amazing, you know, because I know for myself, I always said I would never, I said I'd have an office and I went, spirit said, you're not supposed to have an office. Well, lately they've been putting the office back in my head and I'm like, uh, really, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's like, and then you, I have to sit here and go, is that something I want? Or is that the next path? You know what I mean? Right. Well, you bring up a good point because we're so spirit led. I'm both desire driven and spirit led. And I trust spirit so much. Spirit puts in my spirit to do things that I may be like, oh, I don't know. But I trust and I know it's always for the best. And so I both am listening to spirit and then I see, yeah, what do I desire? How would that look? But I trust that when I'm asking, here's the thing, when you ask for things and you have desire and you tell spirit what you want, everything that shows up is moving you there. But some of it looks illogical, uncomfortable, expensive, and inconvenient. And those are the ones that usually pay off the most. So I had to learn because all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, take this trip. You've got to meet somebody here. Go here, do this. And it always pays off, but we have to follow those breadcrumbs, not knowing how it's going to happen. Yep. And that's hard. I mean, that, I mean, for anybody listening, that is, that is hard. That's a struggle. You know, that's, you know, especially when it comes to financial or how is this going to affect my family, all of that. And then to trust on the other side, it's all going to be okay. That's a big one. That's where people really get it because people want and need money. And yet manifesting money is one of the scariest things because I can tell you 
15 years later, when I am nudged by spirit to make a big investment to something toward what I want, need, and desire. The money is never just sitting there in a pile. And most often the money is not there when I have to make the commitment and then the money comes in. And it's not just, you know, random. It is that the universe, the universe responds to true need. And you don't create true need until you've made a decision and a commitment. So everybody who's sitting here, well, great. Once the money shows up, I'll quit my job and go be a psychic medium healer. And I have people like that all the time. And it's like, well, that's not the way it works. But I had to throw myself out there in the middle. And I remember my husband would be like, I hope this works what you're believing. I hope this is really going to happen. And people thought I was crazy and yet I just stayed with it. So manifesting money, the universe responds to true need and the money won't come until there's true need. And the money comes to you through inspired action in the third dimension. So you also have to take action Everything you desire is already there, but you have to take action to receive it. And that's where I think people get tripped up. Yeah. Well, it is. Well, it is hard, you know, and it is hard. I know for myself, I quit my day job February 10th year. I mean, just before, literally days before COVID outbreak. Like who, who what nurse does? That? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to get a big raise. And a bump in security. Oh, and I went. <laughs> but then spirit must have been putting on you. You're needed somewhere else. Go. I made a giant move, uh, put my house on the market in March of 2020 because spirit told me go back to Dallas. And my husband quit his job and we went back to Dallas and then COVID hit. I'm buying a house and selling a house during COVID, but then I got a COVID special on my house. So spirits always working in your favor. And my husband had another job that worked for him. He was almost ready to retire. Then I had a grandbaby born here. It was like all the blessings come, but it's just like you. What am I doing quitting my job right now when there's a raise? Well, because my spirit is saying to quit my job, you're needed elsewhere. And look at what you've done in the past two years. You couldn't have done all that being a nurse in COVID. You no. would have been buried under. Oh, God. I just, and you know, and that's just it is I can remember seeing the bruises of the first nurses under a from those masks. I mean, and they're just the slamming. And I'm like, oh, just that to me was bruises not on faces, but bruises on souls. Yes. And you, know? you would have been, you know, just normally a nurse is a tough job and demanding, but going into COVID, you would have not been able to have the energy or the time to do anything else. And so you followed that and look at all you've accomplished yeah. by leaving. Oh, huge. It's hugely different. I, and I do, you look back and you go, wow, this is crazy. Now I want to talk about what is ahead of you because I've been talking about this next week. I don't know about you. I'm afraid. <laughs> You're afraid for the event. 
Well, like I was telling people, this is transformation. And people don't realize that. Grant you, for us, it's an event going on. And I don't know if you have a fear factor going in. I always do going into an event. And it's not necessary. It's not like who's going to be there. Am I going to find a friend? Because there's a lot of people we know there. But it's really what's on the other side of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not- yeah, you bring up a good point because the other thing about all this manifesting, again, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. It's not a candy store and we just say what we want. Transformation, your energy affects it. And so, yes, I believe because I was called to this event. I knew I needed to go before I even fully understood what the event was going to be. And I'm excited about it. I know there will be transformation at yeah. next levels. And it's really my last traveling for the year. And then I come home and uh, process all that. Every time I go to an event, I up level. I'm up leveled by the person who's on stage being who I want to be, doing what I want to do and having what I want to have. And we're going to watch somebody who's a phenomenal teacher. I mean, she's a world-renowned psychic and medium, but she's a phenomenal teacher. So for me, I'm there as a as a participant, but I am watching her to make myself a better teacher. She's a great speaker. I stage speak. And so I'm watching how she's running her event, but then she's also going to go right into my spirit and in my energy field and shake things up. Yeah. And I've already, I've already told everybody it's unleash your soul, unleash your psychic, you know, within and it's Lisa Williams. Everybody knows I, I scream her name. I'm that's me. Yes. And I've already put it in the student community so everybody can watch. <laughs> but, and it is, it is a transformation that's going to happen. And, and, I think that's one thing that people don't realize it, when it comes to manifestation. And I know you were talking, we, we talked a lot about manifestation, but even manifest, manifesting like this event or different retreats or classes or whatever in your path, you know, like I was talking before you got on, I'm going into this with fear. Why? Because it's I'm embracing it. I'm loving it. I'm excited, but I'm walking into a different role than I've had before. And I also know I've manifested a lot of this and I know there's going to be transformation. And I know when I walk away, I'm going to be somebody different than maybe a little bit more security within myself, but maybe I'm going to be a little different. Maybe it's because I'm going to be more within me. You never know what you're going to get, you know? So it's literally you manifested something to go, oh my God, why don't I just stay home on my couch? And a lot of that is what speeds up manifesting. You brought up a good point. This is what I do too. I attend a lot of live events where people can pour into me because you you and I will both leave that event different. We're going to show up differently. We're going to transform nothing like getting in a vortex of however many people are going to be there that are all energy people. And then the powerful energy of Lisa Williams and what we all bring and that all mixes up, you get touched and you get shifted in that. And so you bring up a good point. You're going to walk away from that energetically different, which will allow you to bring in some of your desires that you're now a bigger match for. We can't stay still and static. Another person whose work I love who is in the secret is Dr. Joe Dispenza. And one of his big teachings is 
You cannot create in your current reality these things that are for you in the future. You have to go into the unknown and the unexpected. And so an event like that, first of all, you get out of your own house. You're in an, a different place. I love it because I'm in a hotel room where there's nobody else's energy. So I can process and grow and do all of that. Then you're meeting and people. And I can let me come paddle you for safety. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you're, you're having to figure out your meals and you're away from home and all those things. And you're meeting all these people and it changes you. It puts you out of the norm into the unknown and unexpected. Yeah. It does. It really does. You know, it's, it's insane what this, what these things do, you know, and I don't think people realize that, you know, because this becomes an investment, an investment again within yourself, you know, um, cause like you said, you know, you got the event, you got hotel, you got maybe, you know, transportation, however you got there, you got your meals and that starts to add up and people go, Oh, I can't afford that. Well, sometimes it's, can you afford not to? I love that. I'm always on that side of it because I've done that too. Spirit says you got to get in the room at this event for whatever reasons and I'll go. And there were early days when I would get there and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, how am I going to pay the hotel and the travel and all those things? And yet an investment in myself and there's some trusting that comes along with that because how can you afford not to? And in this event, I've seen the people that I told that were like, I'm in and I saw the people, oh, I'd love that, but... And if you're being called, you want to go. Other people said, no, I don't need, that's not for me right now. But I knew I needed to go. And so I'm going, here's something fun and you can do this. When I go to events like that, one, I say I'm open for all divine appointments, which means somebody's going to sit down at lunch next to me or ask me to sit with them at breakfast or we're going to sit next to each other and we're going to have something for each other. And I've made great connections. Then I also, whenever I'm traveling like that, I say, universe, surprise and delight me. And I expect upgrades, goodies, special things, the energy just working for me at all times. So I go in like that and I play with the manifesting. I love that. I love that. It's so cool. I've never thought about that. I And it's so funny because... As you're talking about that, I used to do that because I used to travel the country for health ed when I was a nurse. So every couple of days, a new airplane, a new hotel. And I can remember I was, gradually, I was always, you know, in economy because that's where they would put us. But on a regular basis, I was always booped up to, bopped up to first class. I mean, every week, at least one plane ride would put me in first class. And it was usually my plane ride home at the end of the week. And I would be like, how is this happening all the time? Like nobody gets bumped into first class for no reason, but it always did for myself. So that's somewhere that I would say where you were open to that. It delights you, you desire it and you don't have any blocks about it. So then the universe can give you that desire and, and you can expect it and have it. So those are fun. Yeah. I just always, play with all those things. I recently took a trip with two girlfriends to New Orleans and we turned the whole trip into manifesting like everything from a front row table in the dueling piano bars. And can we get a horse and carriage ride all to ourselves? And just, you just play with it because 
The universe wants to surprise and delight you, but not if you believe you're not worth it. You can't have it. It won't happen for you. It only happens for other people. So you had no blocks around getting upgraded to first class. Right. You're giving me so many. I think you're getting everybody. So just with the New Orleans, because in my head, oh my God, that's so easy because I do it for a front row all the time at Walmart. I mean, who gets front row at Walmart or Target? I do almost every time. Oh, yeah. Every time I, because I'm always like, thank you for the front row spot. Thank you. And there it is. There, I do that too. And I expect it. And so it's there for me. And then I watch other people believe it's going to be so crowded. There's not going to be parking spaces. Then they're not there for them. But I always go, yeah, but my space is right up there. If you'll just drive right up there, I know it's there. Exactly. And and that's exactly it, you know. And I've actually got the grandbabies now going, <laughs> thank you for it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's how it works, you know. It's how it works. I love it. I love it. Now, you're also an you, you Well, let's, let's go to the author first. So you're an author. Tell mm-hmm. me about the author. Well, I had a book in me and spirit kept saying, write your book. And then every time I would get near a psychic or a medium, which I'm around a lot of them, they would say, spirit wants to know about this book. And and I had a lot of fear and a lot of doubts around it. And then I finally, the opportunity showed up and I got myself aligned and I wrote my first book and it was really, it's called a mindset for manifesting on purpose. And it's everything that I had to do when I, in the early days of building my life and my business, I had a blog. And from there I wrote this book and within a year I was on stages speaking and my business just boomed because I finally wrote the book. And then I went out and I talked with the book. Then my second book was, really all about turning your life's calling into a profitable business you love and what I had to do for that. And then most recently I put out a book that's a 365 day book. That's Mm -hmm. a teaching every day on manifesting what you want, need and desire because for a few years on Facebook using the hashtag soul teach, I was just putting my teachings out there and we put that into a book. So yes, Tim's saying, yeah, he can relate to that. You're supposed to be writing a book. And so now I listen, now I'm working (laughs) on my fourth book, but that first book was written about four years later than it could have been. And once I did, I got on stages and I got out there with the book. So I'm writing about manifesting your business, your life and helping people how to create what you need, want and desire. Right. And, and it's crazy because, I mean, you and I have already talked about that. I mean, I've been hearing about this book in my head. I mean, what's it been since 2016 now? 2016. And it's funny because I haven't written it, but I also have been recognizing things that I've been seeing different going, oh, that explains it. And I needed one more piece. And that that piece is actually not quite in my lap, but almost in my lap now. And I'm going, oh, oh, I, now I know why I've been this. I got to do it. Don't have to. You know what I mean? I, I get on it, get off it, yeah. get on it, get off it. Going, why do I keep getting off of it? Is it fear? Is it this? Is it that? And now years later, they're like, no, because it wasn't just, it wasn't time yet. You know what spirit I mean? They're putting it in you. Well, yeah. sometimes spirit has to start planting the seed because again, we'll go, you want me to what? Yeah. And, and then it starts coming in because we're psychics, mediums, healers, we, we move into being 
teachers and leaders, we're messengers. So I find so many psychics and mediums and healers who have a message and they're told they need to be writing a book and speaking on stages. It just comes with the territory. We have a message in us and we're already conduits for spirit. So we need to open and let spirit bring through us what the world wants to know in our perspective and our voice. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy how that works. You know, it's kind of crazy how it works. Oh my gosh, Christy is saying that she just submitted her first book. That's us or about to. Awesome. Congratulations, Christy. And Tim is in the process of writing a book. And Spirit has been jumping on him. And this poor gentleman, and I'm not going to say poor gentleman because he's not, he's amazing. Um, but every time he turned around, every reading show, everything, they're always bringing up the book. He's like 20,000 words in already. I'm like, you wrote the book already. Like 20,000 words. Is Spirit does. Spirit keeps bringing it forward. And I love that with Christy. Yeah. Guided to write a book that was never on my bucket list. Cause see, you have your mind which says, oh, I'd love to go here and I'd love to do this. And then spirit says, write a book. And you're like, uh, I don't see that on my bucket list. But it's because yeah. it's coming through spirit. Yes. I, lo I love that. I love that because people just don't, they don't recognize it. They don't understand that part. You know, they just, they don't. So with your business, you know, we've talked a lot about this with your business and the coaching portion. Is that with also um, the manifesting and everything else, you know, that, that part of your business, what is all entailed with that? Cause I know more people are like a spiritual coach, a business, what the heck is, you know what I mean? If you're telling me I can follow spirit, why do I need you? You know what I mean? Right. So what does it, what, what do you do as a coach? Well, and I'll tell you, because I have now not been without a coach since 2009. So I love having coaches in my life to pour into me and to call me on my crap when I need it. And sometimes they give me strategic pieces and sometimes that deep mindset and emotional work that it's hard to do on your own. So, of course, I always say you pick a coach who's living like you want to live and doing what you want to do, being what you want to be and having what you want to have. So I have a lot of clients that are psychics, mediums and healers that are saying, I feel like I'm supposed to quit my job like you and I have done and go do this. But now we don't know how. And because I've navigated that, I can help them. I learned the whole broke healer. I've been there. I've done that. My first center I had to close it after 18 months because I made such bad business decisions and I was serving the community, but I was over giving and undercharging and giving for free all the traps that healers get into. So now I really help with that. And then I help others, also a lot of entrepreneurs, but I help people that want a better and bigger life in a lot of areas. They want to get their money right. They want to get their life right. And so as a, a spiritual business and life coach and transformation, I had gone back, by the way, to my seminary. They, at, they started a doctorate program and Spirit was saying, I want you to have a doctorate, look for a doctorate. And I was looking and I wasn't finding one. And then my seminary opened one and it was in transformational spiritual coaching. So I got to do my doctorate on my body of work and I wrote my first book as part of that process. And so the life coaching part is helping people 
get clear on their desire and clear the mental and emotional clutter. I still work therapeutically because it's in me and I bring, we bring all those things as we move into other areas. So some it's building their business, some it's their life, some it's healing relationships. And a coach is just someone who comes alongside you. And also because I'm intuitive, I'm able to bring that. So I work with all my clients energetically, intuitively, and strategically. And I'm just applying all these manifesting principles. The other thing I found that happens is when I have a coach who's a manifester, who's got a strong energy, and I come in beside them, it amps up my energy because I put myself in that vortex and in that container. So I'm holding them and I'm working with them and they have somebody to bounce things off of. And we can't see our own stuff and your stuff is what is coming up. Whenever you are manifesting something, what happens first is all your stuff that's in the way comes up to show you what needs to be cleared, healed and resolved for you to have everything you want. And then we misinterpret it often as God said, no, spirit said, not now. I can't have it every time I try when really it's showing up to clear the way. And people don't always understand that. And we can't see our own stuff all the time. So I really love helping people. It's tailor made to the person. I just bring everything to the table and I walk that journey with them and I help them with whatever they desire and what they're wanting to build and grow. And because in my container is always me, my client and spirit, magic happens because spirit's doing the heavy lifting. I'm in the container with the client, but then I'll even say, wow, I didn't know we were doing that. And spirit works miracles. They do. I just put you, I wanted to put your, yeah. um, Dawn, oh, I needed this. I need you to coach me. So I put your, I put your website oh, over here going, do, 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 trying to find it and getting it up there for people to see. Thank yeah, a coach is life changing and I have been using them for years. It's it's another investment in working on yourself because I've been able to now stay in my business for 15 years. I haven't had a job since 2006 and I could not have done that alone. I'm in co I'm in with coaches and in masterminds and I go to live events because yeah. you and I are also going to be continuing to work on our own craft at this event. We have to practice and master our craft. Yeah. And I love, I was clapping because I love how you said, I haven't had a job since. And I'm like, bingo. And people don't realize that bingo, a job really is something you have to go do. Oh my God. I don't want to do this, but I have to go do this. And I'm doing it for a paycheck. You know? Well, because I really was very clear that I wanted to do my life's work and my purpose work and only that. And I didn't want to have to do a job anymore. And so I've been able to do that. And it takes working on myself constantly and taking care of myself and learning and growing and evolving. But the reward is amazing. And that. you did it too. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. You know, because I always tell people it doesn't for myself. You know, I always, I always tell spirits got a two by four. I, thank God they finally got to burn their two by four. They used on me, you know, they used it for you. I mean, it was like a trusty, like big old beater. You know what I mean? They would just swap me with it repeatedly. 
And, you know, I finally given them permission to burn the two by four and, you know, kind of like gentle nudges now, which I think sometimes they bring out the board, like is a hint, but you know, like we still have it just in case, you know, I love that so much because I talk about that, like a brick to the head. And I used to, every time have to really get yeah. the lessons hard. And so many people are stuck that the lessons have to be hard. And I finally started saying with grace and ease. Now, when I know lessons are coming, I say, bring me, show me with grace and ease. And same as you. Now I feel I follow the nudges. I don't want any more bricks to the head. No, I don't either. You know, and it's like, I know one of the reasons I have fear going into this week. I know one of the reasons is because I asked for, I've asked for things. I've manifested things. Things are happening. And for myself, when transformation starts, it doesn't start on Wednesday or Thursday. It started a month ago you know, for myself a month ago, yes. you know, energy starts working on you. They start bringing in crap from my past and it's like, oh my God, my head. That's exactly how it works. Cause they're clearing yeah. the way and you have to do the clearing work and, and yeah. that's the part, but they're clearing the vessel and it does. I mean, the minute I hire a coach, I don't even have to have the first meeting there. It all is yeah. coming in. Or when we up level, every time you up level to step in bigger, all mm -hmm. your stuff comes up for you to look at and clear so you can be the person to deliver that. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's weird thing is, is most people will look at me and they'll be like, you know, I don't dream. I, I'm a huge person on dreams. I'm a huge person on either, you know, you're working on things mentally, trying to, you know, process things or your spirit lessons and your soul is going out having a good time. And I will tell you for the last month, I'm normally a person, I can't wait to get to sleep. I can't wait for dreamland. I love the work. Well, this, I'm terrified to go to sleep. It's like, I'm taking melatonin to force myself to sleep. Because if not at two o'clock in the morning, I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing this. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to wake up in an hour. I'm going to have to pee. I'm going to wake up scared because of what my brain is working on. <laughs> and then it follows through the day and it's, it's finally easing up. You know, I mean, it's finally eased up because I've, I've cleared so much, but it's scary. It's transformation is not, even though, I mean, I, I make this sound really horrible guys, but a month is nothing compared to what I used to go through. I mean, I used to go through years of this, you know, a month. Right. That's the difference when you're working in flow and working with spirit, you go through the things. They don't have to even be tough anymore. The more you work with spirit, but yeah, I used to suffer for years in job. I didn't love toxic marriage, emotionally, a wreck mentally and all of that. And you bring up a big thing. One of the most huge things I've had to do is you have to get control of your mind in the manifesting in the same way as mediums. We learn that we have to get our mind out of the way to do what we do. It's the same in manifesting. Your mind will lie to you. It's a computer and it brings all your programs and conditioning. So it's saying you better be afraid. You better not do this. Remember last time we tried to do this and you have to get it out of the way and yeah. manifest with your spirit and your energy. And it's a huge one. Your mind will run you spinning in circles. Yep. And it's crazy. It's, it's a wild ride, you know, but get control of it, let it go, get through it, get your work done and get on to the next thing, you know, and that's, you know, and then it's just what's on the other side. 
who knows, you know, cause you never know what's on the other side. We just never do, you know? And haven't you found that now the other thing about letting go of a job, even though you were a nurse and I was a therapist, so in some ways we were in our purpose, but now I get to live a fully integrated life. Like my work and my life are all one. I've created a lifestyle that I want to live serving spirit and spirit provides because now I show up a hundred percent giving everything I have to my work. And wherever you meet me or see me, I'm the same. I'm not compartmentalized anymore. You get to be who you are everywhere in all areas of your life. Um, Everywhere I go, everywhere I go, I am. And that's one thing I love about, about this living your purpose, getting through that, that hard part of, you know, and I was talking about it before you came on, that hard part of fear of jumping jumping into that because it is once you give up all those fears that stop you from going into who you were meant to be all of a sudden it's like oh i came out of my closet they can see all of my colors they can see everything i'm no longer hiding and i don't have to be this person in church and this person here and this person here and this person here I'm just me and you can either accept me or not because I'm just weird in my own way. I've never quite fit into nobody's box or, you know, I'm a square peg trying to fit into a heart shaped box and it doesn't necessarily work. So, you know, and I'm not going to turn into the heart to make sure I can get into the box. I'm going to make my own box that fits me. And you're growing and evolving. So our it's also our spiritual journey. All of this is growing and evolving us. And then we can turn around and serve even more. But yeah, we get to be all of us living on purpose all the time and yeah. doing what we're doing. And it's it's magical when we get to that point. It really is. But I'm going to, I don't know about you, but I do know for myself, I have been this amazing person that I've fallen in love with up until a month ago. And now I get to be a new amazing person that I get to fall in love with all over again very soon. And that dynamic is always going to change and it's always going to grow. And it's amazing as that works. Because you're in an up level and the up level is there's something they say in manifesting every time you up level and you've been doing a lot of up leveling because you and spirit have a plan for you to show up even bigger. And we say new level, new devil. So you just bump up against your new fears and your new things, but then you go through that. And so you're like, wow, it's rocking along. I'm in the flow. Wait, what is this? You're just being equipped for that next level. And it's all, that's when I have the mantra, spirit is always working in my favor. And I believe that. So even when stuff shows up and I'm like, I would never have asked for that. I don't want that. I know that spirit is working in my favor. And the more that I can be in the flow, I don't have to get into pain to motivate me. I keep going toward my desire and my pleasure, but there are up levels and it's like we get put back in the fire. And I love how you just said fire because you know what spirit's got in my head right now? It's so funny. They've taken my two by four. They've shrinked it down to like a hand size. You know what I mean? And it's beautifully varnished with this dark wood and I can see the wood grain and they've lit it on fire and I'm looking at it going, I guess I'll stay warm. (laughs) I'm like, because we get, you know, we get solid like metal and then we go back in the fire to get molded again. And it's, it's uncomfortable, but this journey is about getting comfortable being uncomfortable because we're 
always doing something bigger. I love it. I love it. You know, and the funny thing is, is I, I always, I kind of giggle because I don't, I know people probably come to you too with us and they'll say, Oh my God, look at all you do, blah, blah, blah. And we look, I look, my personally look back and go, I'm just showing up. I'm not really doing anything. I'm just showing up. I, I, I don't understand how other people see me because I'm just showing up. That is so key. And that's when spirit, that's when spirit provides for you because I show up now, just like you, I show up for all of it and I say yes. And then the opportunities come to me and I just keep saying yes. And then my life works. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's so crazy how that works. Well, Michelle, I have got to tell you, thank you. I kept you longer than I promised to keep you. This has been so amazing. Oh my God, such, I could keep you for like hours on here, hours, you know? And um, what is, I, what is, um, what is something you would like to tell somebody, you know, if you had to give them one piece? Just to really start now and to go all the way back to connect with your desires, free of others' obligations, roles, and all of that, of what you really desire, and just know that it's time for you to have what you desire and start opening up to these principles we've been talking about and dare to dream again for something and to be open for that transformation. And it all starts with making a decision and making a commitment. And that's when spirit rushes in to support you. So it's an amazing journey. It truly is the hero's journey. And just to start, just step out. I, I love that, you know, and I want to tell everybody, you can either find Michelle at michellebar.com and that's with two R's. Or if you want to find more of her advice, follow her on Facebook, which is Michelle Barr on Facebook. And she gives, is it Michelle Barr? Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm looking, I'm like, I had to make sure Michelle Barr on Facebook, her public page. Um, she writes so every day, if not 10 times a day, you have inspiration on there. And I'm like, I will tell you what, at the end of the day, Michelle, I'm like, where did she come up with like 15 things? <laughs> yes. On Facebook, I show up every day teaching and training and inspiring and motivating. Yeah, I love it, you know, and I'm like, I can't come up with one and she's got, she's got five in the hole, you know what I mean? You're, you're doing, you know, Neil Diamond Walsh, so there you go. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. I love this. I could bring you on over and over and over again so much, so much. And I think we just really touched the bar of, touched barely of who you are, barely, barely touched it, you know? So thank you. And I, I would love to have you on again someday. In the I would love to come back. We can go to the next step of who Michelle is and, and help people some more. So thank you. For everybody else, I'll be back in a few moments with your weekly reading. This is Diet Renee here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. Check you in a few. Certified psychic medium Stephanie Lynn creates an authentic connection between the living and the spirit world. Stephanie knows she is here to help heal. 
educate, and provide validation that there is more after death and allows herself to be a conduit and work as a team with spirit to pass on messages from their world to ours. Stephanie Lynn also works as a spiritual life coach to help you achieve, create, and manifest your best self and life. Looking for help communicating with an animal? Searching for a past life regression therapist? Or dealing with a paranormal experience? Stephanie Lynn is here to help. For a list of full services, visit her on Facebook under Stephanie Lynn Spirit Sensitive. That's Stephanie Lynn Spirit Sensitive. Ellie Weisensell, psychic medium, is a medical intuitive that specializes as a body code practitioner. As an energy healer, Ellie offers additional services that allow her modalities to be intertwined with energetic healing. Within your subconscious lies information that knows everything about you and why you deal with specific conditions. The subconscious can be considered the blueprint to your entire body. With Ellie working physically with your subconscious mind, we detect what negative emotions are trapped and where they are stored within the body that is causing you your emotional and physical pain. This work is designed to remove imbalances and correct them energetically, getting to the root cause of why you have your condition to help balance your body so it may heal itself. Your body is infinitely wise and wants to be in balance. The body code is not only gentle for humans, but it is also a gentle process to help animals. For more information, contact Ellie Weisensell at the website below. everybody hello 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 back um thank you so much for coming in and joining us i'm just reading comments guys i tim i do have the best guests don't i i'll tell you what i love them they're amazing and spirit picks them spirit brings them to me it's awesome i love it i i can't tell you how much i love it um which is just so cool so um and i hope you guys all got something incredible for Michelle today because oh she is just such a source of so much she's just amazing uh but let's get on to our weekly reading oh my god oh my gosh so we're gonna play that five card stud guys um as we do this it is pick a card one through five any one of those pick two of them pick five it, it's whatever it's it's your focus for the week and where you're going in life or what you need to work on or whatever spirit needs to bring to you um, so pick your cards, guys. And I am using, um, because I've packed Lisa's cards. Sorry, I packed Lisa's cards. She's going with me. I'm taking Lisa to Lisa for this week because if I need inspiration and I can't get to Lisa, I'm going to use her cards to get to Lisa. So <laughs> but take good. Yes. I'm, I'm an addict to Lisa. But I am using Denise Lynn's Sacred Travel Oracle deck, which is another amazing woman that I am inspired to meet someday. I want to call her my mom. You know, because she's just an amazing woman. Um, so card number one, guys, if you picked it, is the wise the wise leader card. This card, if you pick number one, you are being called to be in that front position. Okay, that front position. You are a person that really are needed 
you know, spirit is placed in you in that because you are a person of inspiration. You are a teacher of some sort. And I know a lot of us look at that like, oh, who am I inspiring? Who am I teaching? Trust me, there's there's many. It's it's more than one, more than two, more than a hundred, especially if you pick card number one. And this just means that, hey, you, you were not the follower anymore. You've done enough classes. You've done the work. It is time for you to get into that front position and allow people to follow you because, again, you're inspiring them. Card number two is transformation. <laughs> These cards are talking to me. It's the transformation card because you are now flying into the air if you picked number two, okay? Because this is just like the Phoenix, guys. You know how much I love the Phoenix. I'm more of a Raven person than a Phoenix person, but I love the Phoenix and I love what it stands for. Because of being a mythological creature, what it really is is when it finishes out its life, its life, it literally, it bursts into flames. It becomes ashes immediately. But a moment after the ashes are there, before it even cools down, a new baby Phoenix is born. And as it gets a little bit bigger, it, it flies from the ashes away and it starts a whole new life. And this card, if you pick number two, is you are in this transformation. You are in the dog daredevil of it. And you know what? Who knows what this next journey is going to be? But you've finished off one journey and you're into the next. You're just in the middle right now going, Ooh. but trust me, it's happening. It's beautiful. Okay. I'm just going to start giggling, guys. The unknown territory card is number three. I swear I didn't ask for myself, but I feel like I did. You're exactly where you need to be. Okay. Because that is scary. And if you picked card number three, it is. You're, this card is telling me that you're in a place in life where you're going, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. Life feels cruel or unusual or I'm scared or terrified or fear or what is next. Trust you're exactly where you need to be. It's okay. Even if this is just awful, even if this is just feeling awful, we're still right where you need to be. And trust me, tomorrow it's going to feel a little bit better than it did today. Okay, but trust the journey, guys. Trust the journey. Card number four, upcoming obstacles. You can overcome anything. Jim, you and me both. You and me both. If you pick number four, yes, you have some, you have some things in your way. You do. You have some things that really feel like they are going to be mountains versus molehills. And to somebody else, they're still molehills. But to you, they're still mountains. And trust that, you know what, every one of those obstacles, you're going to get over, you're going to get through, you're going to get around, and you're going to get something from it. Nothing's going to hold you back, okay? But trust me that there's growth with each one, okay? And card number five. Voyage of the heart. Love flows through you into you. And I like this card because, you know what? This is a full reading in itself already. But I love this because if you picked a number five, this is just really about allowing that heart to go back and forth. Trust that, you know what? You are really allowed to bring everything in. You are allowed to bring love in. You are allowed to be acceptance of it. And trust me, that it's also flowing back from you, okay? So if you picked this card... This is telling me, one, you're you're to be in service for other people. You're in service, and I'm not like, oh, being somebody else's maid, but service of helping a community or helping the people around you. It might just be helping your family or your friends, but it is really about that emotional base, okay, and trust in that. So card number one, be the wise leader, show up. Card number two is you're in the middle of transformation. Card number three is unknown territory. It's okay. You're supposed to be right where you're at. Card number four is, yes, we have obstacles. It's okay. You're going to get through those obstacles. And card number five is that voyage of the heart because trust me, you're, you know what? 
your your journey really is about using your heart, using the heart for you and helping other people. I think so too, Kevin. I think so too. Oh my gosh. Um, let's pick, pick another card because you know what? Another card. Let's use the uh, Beyond Lumeria cards. Lumeria. I can never say it, guys. Lumeria. Let's the wordy cards. Let's use the wordy cards, okay? <laughs> I'm going to record the last five minutes for me to listen every day. I love that, Tim. I love that. But you know what? You can get this on Spotify, guys. You can go to the website, read it, rewatch, and go to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. You know it. We are there because this has turned into a podcast. It's going everywhere. Thank goodness, because it is. I would hate to lose all these conversations I have. These are amazing people. Okay, so let's pull a card to just kind of clarify everything. Remember, these are the wordy cards, guys, but there we go. And this, ooh, what a card. This says Starseed Elemental. Sometimes adulting can become too serious. When this happens, adding curiosity, fun, laughter, and a lighthearted sense of play to our perspective can be the most effective way to rebalance. Facing challenges, challenging circumstances with can't say the word, inquisitiveness can bring joy to whatever we are accomplishing. Imagine stepping into a child's shoes and seeing how they perceive the world. If you have a problem, consider how a child might solve it. Humans are evolving and children can be our wise teachers. May we nourish their big souls, listen to them with our hearts, let their ways unveil fresh new eyes so we may see the world new. We kind of put that with every single one of those cards, can't we, guys? Every one of that and this journey. Because truly with those cards, not only can we read those easily as individual cards and really break it down, because honestly, guys, this is a step-by-step -step process. Or you can do it the way I just read those cards for myself, which was every day a different card, including this one. Because this one brings in the understanding of how I'm going to deal with it all. Oh my God, guys, what an amazing, amazing, great show this has been today. What an amazing, great show. Oh my God, right down to the cards. I want to talk about all the new shows we got coming on, all the new shows we've got coming on, because we got lots of them. We got lots of them. I need to get to my wonderful pictures because I take a picture of it because, oh my God, show list keeps changing. And it's, it's getting bigger. Look at this, guys. It's getting, it's getting bigger. Um, and I love it. I love it. I love it. Now. Monday mornings, as always, we start Monday off with me. What a better way to start your week. But then with myself, um, School Through Spirit with you at Renee at 9 a.m. Monday morning, Monsters with Barnaby Jones is on at noon. Be the Changes with Christina Bloom tonight at 8 p.m. And she's following that up with the Paranormal Room with Christina Bloom and Logan Jacobson at 9. Um, tomorrow, Exploring the Paranormal with Heather Lee is at 9 a.m unfiltered with me is at 6 p.m. And that's bring your questions, guys. We're building that audience back up. So bring your questions. And I'm going to use these abilities God gave me, along with a few cards, to answer your questions. You know, whatever it is in life. Um, after me is moment to moment with Lin Lin Linda Hope at 7. Paranormal Pete with Peter Orbea is on at 10 p.m. Wednesdays, oh my God, another great show is self-care. What's paranormal got to do with it? And that's Deidre Sanford at 10 a.m. The Psychic Hour is with Kelly Brickle at 3 p.m. See and Beyond with Kelly Eckhart and Cheryl Murphy's at 6. And Over the Target with Missy and Missy Hart and Nicole Ford is at 8 p.m. Thursdays, we start out with Chat with Charlie with Stephanie Lynn at 9 a.m. 
the Tyson's Gift Podcast with Brandon Wainwright at 6 p.m. And I've seen bits of that. That's a pretty cool show, guys. You guys, you got to tune in for that. Realm of Darkness with Renny Rodriguez and Ashley Moreno is at 7 p.m. The Afterlife Chronicles with Nicole Strickland. That's on hold, guys, until after the new year. But don't worry, we're going to bring her back in the new year. I just don't want you to forget about her. Voice of Oneness with Amora Bonet is on at 10 p.m. Thursdays are getting full. Fridays, we start out with the Psychic Hour Reading Show um, at 3 p.m. Newbridge Radio with Kevin Mackey is at 7 p.m. Twisted Ascensions with Caden Mask and Elisa Mask at 8 p.m. And that's another freaking great show, guys. I mean, these are all great shows. And Haunted Voices with our very own Todd Bates and Nicole Strickling is at 10 p.m. Guys, we don't have a bad show in the lineup. Every one of them, Monday through Friday, are just amazing. And I heard we only have room for one more show. So if you want it, guys, you got to jump in. You need to grab it. We need to grab it. Also, guys, if you want advertisement for your for your for your job, for your life, anything, you know what? We have pretty inexpensive advertising here. You know, you send all the information that you want, pictures, um, video, whatever it is, you send that to our, our producer and he creates it for you. You pay for the month, okay? You pay for the month and it goes in our show's live, but it goes into the podcast. <clears throat> right? So my podcast that showed all over the world. Your advertisement goes into that all over the world. And it's pretty it's pretty insane. It's pretty amazing where you can find that at. So please do me a favor. If you have advertisement, if you want to reach the masses, reach out to Todd Bates here at um, WLTKDB.com. And he's more than gracious to help you with that and get that on the website, especially going into the new year. Okay. Now, guys, I have a couple of announcements because guess what? I won't be here next week, guys. I won't be here. Just Monday. I won't be here Monday. But you know who you guys got in my place? You know them. You love them. We have got Terry Flick and Danny Lucemore here. Um, the men that I love. I love these two guys dearly. I love them with all my hearts. And they are going to be taking my place next Monday morning. I have no clue what they're going to talk about. It is totally their show for the day. Um, and I know you guys love them because I've got amazing feedback on how much you know you guys like them. So make sure you tune in for them. Um, you will find me back here in two weeks. In two weeks. I will be here Monday the 19th. That week, technically the station's on break. It's on break. I scheduled an amazing guest that week. So my station, station manager is allowing us to have one show Monday morning of Christmas break. That's my show, guys. So I want everybody to show up for it. And if you don't know him, you're going to love him. His name is Mike Ricksetter. Please Google Mike. Oh, my God. This man is just an incredible force when it comes to so many different topics. Um, he's been on Gaia TV. He's been on Discovery Channel. He is, he's written books. He make, does world tours. Mike is just an amazing, amazing gentleman all over the place. And I had the privilege of meeting him in person just back in April. So, And I'm so honored that he said yes to come on. So. Um, again, you have Danny, um, Lucemore and Terry Flick next week in my stud. And after that, the week after it'll be one show for the week. And that's me and myself, Todd Bates, my manager, my, my programmer, manager, person behind the scenes and Mike Ricksetter. Okay, guys, with that being said, thank you so much for showing up. Um, have an amazing couple of weeks. 
I'm going to do some transformation. Who knows what? Maybe I'll come back with purple hair again or something. Who, who knows? Maybe I'll do it green. Just surprise everybody. You know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'll come back 10 pounds lighter. I don't know what's going to happen to me after this couple of weeks. So, but I can't wait to see you all again. You guys have a great day. Love you all. This is Jet Renee here with School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. See you next week. is here and now on WLTKDB Talk Radio at WLTKDB.com.